Hi everyone, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, we're here at the uh, Arrow Technical Podcast. My name is Ben Mulroy. I work on the technical pre-sales team in the uh, security discipline. And uh, we're lucky enough to have with us today, Paul Mullen from Tenable. Hi, Paul, how are you doing? Good morning, Ben, good morning. So um, uh, yeah, my role within Tenable, so I'm the business development manager for the uh, MSSP business at uh, Tenable covering the uh, uh, European region. Well, like I say, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I thought we'd uh, just just get you in for a, a quick chat, really, around the uh, around sort of the threat landscape, and uh, obviously as a bit of a uh, subject matter expert, if you like, on the whole vulnerability assessments and, and management. Uh, I thought it'd be really really good to get you in and uh, have a bit of a chat, if uh, if that's all right with yourself. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. So, I suppose. You know, vulnerability assessments, they're a huge part of today's, um, you know, threat posture in, in well, you'd hope in the majority of organisations. Um, from your perspective, what would you say are, in the last 18 months, some of the biggest changes that we've seen to the, the threat landscape, if you like? So, you know, I think some of the things that we've seen um, over the last sort of 12 months is, you know, huge increase in the amount of vulnerabilities, um, you know, that are being published, um, but also, you know, some fairly um, major um, security incidents throughout the uh, throughout the year as well. So, um, you know, throughout 2020 and, and into 2021, um, you know, we've seen some very high profile, um, uh, you know, ransomware attacks, things like that. So obviously yeah. you have the pipeline attack in the US, um, you know, there's some scary stuff about a, uh, uh, a water company in Florida where, you know, they um, tried to get access to the, um, this was more around the operational technology than the IT um, side of it, but, you know, trying to change the, um, you know, the actual uh, water treatment setups and stuff like that. So incredibly dangerous stuff. Um, but also, you know, just at a more localised level, um, you know, my, my brother actually works for a university and, and, and you know, they were breached um, back end of last year. Um, and we've seen a you know, huge increase, you know, whether it's NHS, schools, councils, universities or, you know, the more traditional sort of corporate organisations. There's, you know, there's definitely more of a, a focus um, around how to you know, manage vulnerabilities within uh, within organisations um, and also, you know, get a you know, better visibility of their current cyber posture, um, you know, because I think, you know, the key sort of market um, drivers that we're seeing and, you know, this is, um, you know, from, you know, SMB all the way through to, you know, some corporate organisations is they just don't have the, um, you know, the, the, the skills capability, um, you know, we've seen. Um, for many, many years, I mean, you know, 20 years in, in cybersecurity, skill shortages has always been something that's been discussed. Um, but I think now with the ev evolving attack surface with, um, you know, the complexities of, um, you know, going to cloud, um, you know, the actual perimeter of the network now is is is, is the world, right? Because, um, you know, everybody's working from home. So, you know, there's certainly been a shift to how you uh, how you manage um, your, your, your vulnerabilities within your organization at this, uh, you know, in this current um, market. 
Absolutely. Uh, and would you would you say that the sort of those added complexities and those sort of increasing challenges and obviously as as you mentioned there, the sort of ever infinitely increasing attack surface. Um, do you think these are all reasons that people are looking for more of a managed vulnerability management uh, sort of offering? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, we, we see sort of two types of, um, of partners coming to us. So there's the existing. Um, so we've got, you know, Nessus as a brand is probably the, the most recognized vulnerability management tool, um, you know, around the world, really. And uh, oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's amazing that um, people don't uh, kind of connect <laughs> and realize who uh, <laughs> who Tenable are. But absolutely. So we've got a huge um, install base, you know, from a from an end user perspective, but also we've got lots of, um, you know, some of the biggest global um, consulting firms in the world use use Ness as a, as a tool for, for you know, um, point in time vulnerability scans. Um, and we're, you know, we're seeing an increase in those types of partners coming to us and, um, and wanting to build a, a more uh, robust service because, you know, whereas five, 10 years ago, you could kind of get away with doing, um, you know, annual scans or quarterly scans, you know, the, the amount of vulnerabilities that are surfacing on a regular basis and, and the amount of those vulnerabilities that are being exploited by, um, you know, the, the hackers is, um, you know, it's ever increasing. Um, and the, the sheer quantity of vulnerabilities is the biggest issue. And and this is where, you know, we've seen and Gartner and, um, and Forrester talk about, you know, there's a big shift with managed security service providers moving towards um, risk-based vulnerability management, which I think is really key. Absolutely. And I was, I was going to say, so, um, I, I suppose I, I suppose I, I do know a lot of this information, but from from your perspective, in terms of uh, you know we've mentioned Nessus and Tenable, yeah, um, and obviously moving towards a sort of risk-based uh, vulnerability rating, if you like, yeah. Um, what would you say are the benefits of moving to something like Tenable IO, for example, over? Nessus um, and uh, for, for me personally I think it, it is about bringing that context um, and that sort of risk element as opposed to just a snapshot but you know is there you know certainly how would how would you see that benefit in a well as we've as we've mentioned before sort of an MSP partner yeah so I think you know there's two pieces to look at so you've you've, you've got you know, looking at the priority rating of vulnerabilities um, within within the um, the organisation. So, you know, if you look at the traditional way in which people, uh, you know, uh, vendors um, measure their own vulnerabilities when they're published. So, someone like Microsoft, for example, they'll they'll use um, CVVS scores as a standard metrics, and again, they're kind of point in time and very quickly become, you know, th those scores can can be wildly varied. So, by actually using uh, so we use um, our vulnerability priority rating. And, and what we're looking for is um, not just what the, the vulnerability is and, um, and what it does, but actually um, looking at the um, vulnerability in more context. So, you know, is there... Uh, you know, is there a um, an exploit out in the wild that that, that can be leveraged by um, you know these unscrupulous people who are trying to you know access your your systems and stuff? So, um, and the other thing as well is to is to actually you know look at the criticality of the um, assets within your organisation as well. So, you know, where do your critical servers um, sit? You know, what are your critical applications so that you can actually build a 
um, a more prioritized view of, um, you know, if you do get a vulnerability, you, you've got a snapshot of exactly where those um, critical systems reside. Um, and you can prioritize um, remediation um, uh, uh, of those vulnerabilities ahead of, um, you know, the, the, the more day to day kind of um, vulnerabilities that you might come across. So, Absolutely. And that kind of, um, I suppose that kind of ties in a, well, I in, in a former in a former role I, I worked with seam solutions a lot yeah. and uh, one of the biggest issues was always that sort of alert fatigue because um, you know it doesn't matter how important the alerts are if you've got 10,000 coming through every hour you you they mean nothing right there's been a huge investment from our side in um, you know as most of the the cybersecurity vendors but you know huge investment in um, you know uh, machine learning data and analytics and um, you know we take threat intelligence feeds from you know um, multiple um, places um, you know so you're giving you're getting kind of a real world view of um, of that threat intelligence and you know funnily you mentioned um, you know seam solutions and things like that so you know a lot of the partners that we're, we're dealing with you know want to be able to integrate this into um you know their overall service so we have um uh, i think over a hundred plus um api integrations with a variety of um of organizations and about 70 different technology partners so you know you, you, your usual suspects the ibms of this world splunk microsoft etc but also not just around the the security side of it so you know we can integrate with um uh, with you know security event management um services to yeah. correlate threats you know enrich the uh, the actual data that's um within those systems um but we can also get uh, interact with um you know organizations like ticketing systems for example so you know service now and and, and people like that so that you can actually automate workflow so you kind of you know, going through the the entire kind of cybersecurity um, life cycle where you're identifying those vulnerabilities, um, and then you know you're going through the process of uh, you know change control, remediation, and then and then rescan, and it's you know it's a continuous service that um, you know that that uh, that plays as part of the the client's requirements and stuff. So you know, being able to um, you know, integrate with um, with all of those types of partners, um, you know, it's fantastic. And it's, um, you know, we've got dedicated teams who work directly with these vendors. It's not just a case of we've got a relationship, you know, these are ongoing development partners that, um, you know, we, we try and, um, you know, go through the process of, uh, of, of, you know, working with them around roadmaps, et cetera, to, uh, to enhance everybody's um, service. So. Thank you very much uh, for your uh, for your thoughts on all that. It's been really interesting hearing things from from your sort of perspective and point of view. Um, and for any 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 listeners out there who who did want to have a bit of a conversation around Tenable and what you know we could potentially help you guys with uh, and work with you guys on, uh, you know, feel free to either reach out to myself or your Arrow account manager. And also for anyone wanting to try out well Nessus uh, for those of you who have maybe seen it in passing or have always wanted to see what you can achieve with some good vulnerability information there is currently a free trial available uh, which will be accessible I believe on the page that you're accessing this very podcast or uh, in the email um, where you'd have heard about the podcast and if you've got any issues at all or want a, a little chat around sort of using it feel free to get in touch and um, Arrow would be more than happy to help. But again, thank you very much for joining us today and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next one.